Welcome to the Conservation Queens podcast. We are four girls who love the earth and have a passion for living a more eco-friendly life. We are real-life zoo employees. As always, nothing that we say reflects our organizations and all thoughts and opinions are our own. Please keep in mind we try to keep the podcast around PG-13. So if you have younger listeners, you may want to review the content beforehand. Uh, With that, I'm Emily. I'm Abby. That's it this week. And we're (laughs) going to talk about stuff. We're going to talk about mini stuff. A mini episode. Yes, and this one's kind of cute. I actually think uh, we threw it together pretty last minute, but it's very cute, actually. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Two hours ago we came up with it, and then now we're ready to go. Yeah, I mean, the realities of a podcast. Uh, We're going to wait on um, doing the rest of the episodes from that Instagram poll a couple of weeks ago um, until we have both Katie and Kenzie here. Um, So this week, you're going to get to learn all about uh, a very bouncy little friend um but we're one not bouncy friend that's true several bouncy friends and one not so bouncy friend um but let's jump into our regular spiel of other things um first for our fan shout out this week we want to shout out our favorites beluga bath co um they hit their one year anniversary tomorrow which is very exciting i remember it like it was just yesterday when instagram was like hey you know what you might like, Emily, this person who only likes beluga whale content? What if we show you this? And now they're like, they were our first patron. We'd met up with them. Like, it's true. Incredible what things have happened. We do love it. Um, so we love you, Beluga Bath Co. I was thinking about placing an order for shower bombs soon, so got to do that. I'm, I've been saving mine so I can keep using them, but I do have to probably order some new ones soon. I definitely still have, like, I think a bath bomb from them that I haven't used, but I'm excited to order some uh, shower bombs. Highly anyway, recommend the mystery box. Very fun. Ooh, yes. Um, yes. So if you guys have not ordered from Beluga Bath Co., please do. They donate um, their money to whale conservation. We love that. It's all handmade. Um, they're amazing people. We love them. Super duper nice people. Yeah. What else we got this week, Abby? Um, so I'm doing conservation news, and I didn't do that much research on it, but it's Earth Month slash Earth Week slash Earth Day this week. I'm just manifesting that we're we going to get this Earth. episode edited really fast and put it out tomorrow. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Happy Earth Day, um, either today or mm, a couple days ago. We'll see. Um, so we encourage you to celebrate by going outside, doing good earth things, loving on our mother because there is no planet B. It's also National Park Week. So go back and listen to that episode if you want to celebrate that. Um, and bonus if you go on Earth Day, then you get a double whammy. There you go. Uh, learn about conservation projects in your area this week. See what you can do to help. Uh, Emily, what are you doing for Earth Day? Uh, the same thing I do every day. Which is make... Well, yes, but make my own coffee in a reusable cup with the reusable straw. So there's like several things. Um, Those are the main ones. And then spending time outside. Um, I won't have to spend outside, but there's always walking alley and things like that. So appreciating nature. What are you doing, Abby? I think I'm going to take Izumi on a walk outside because she keeps trying to run outside. And maybe that's an indicator from the universe. I should spend more time outside. Um, I also have some reusable cups that I like to use, um, from Starbucks. Cause they just, I don't know, the perfect size. They're great. They are. 
And then um, I'm getting a tattoo. Woo! Yeah, of a bird. Duh. Incredible. So that's what I'm doing tomorrow. It's going to be exciting. Very good. Very good. Oh, I'm getting Sticking. my eyes checked. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know how that ties into Earth Day, but sure. Uh, I'm. Oh, you know what? I switched from daily contacts to monthly contacts, so I use less plastic. There you go. Very good. So that's um, it. Yeah. Okay. So let's jump to Zoo News. I think that's still you, Abby. Yeah. So I've got one happy thing and one kind of stinky thing. So we're going to start with the stinky thing. And that's that avian flu is still on the rise. A lot of zoos have closed their aviaries. Um, the North Carolina Zoo, it sounds like, has closed theirs permanently, oh. which is kind of sad. So everybody be respectful if you can't, like, feed the lorikeets like you usually do because we're just trying to keep the birds safe and we need them around. Even though they're not real, we still need them. So It's true. Let's let them recover first, make sure that avian influenza is out of the area, and then we can go back to weird bird things. Um, and the Franklin Park Zoo opened a new gorilla habitat. Oh. Very exciting. That's cute. So those are my two pieces of zoo news. Uh, I was kind of lazy and didn't go super deep this week. So that's, that's we all got. right. I have a, a very interesting beluga news. Ooh. Um, okay. So do you remember, this is like a couple years ago, but like articles pop up about it all the time. So there was this beluga whale that showed up in Norway and he was wearing a harness like with a camera on it. Oh, and everybody that was sounds like, like a spy operation. Well, that's what people thought. They were like, what the heck is this? Where did this beluga come from? Or like, somebody has a weird pet. Right. Like what is going on? So eventually they decided upon the theory that he was owned by the Russian Navy. Like the Marine, like the U.S. Navy has a Marine mammal program. So like yeah. other countries do too. That's fine. Whatever. So they are assuming that this whale who they – I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's Vladimir, but with an H at the front. Um, Vladimir. Vladimir. <laughs> so that's what they named him. Um, but anyway, they speculated that he was an escapee from the Russian Navy. LOL. Um, okay. <laughs> so scientists have been tracking him ever since um, to see if he was going to adapt to living out by himself in the ocean because uh, presumptuously he had been living under managed care. Um, so they've been tracking him by tracking his poop. Um, and they... <laughs> like look at the contents of his poop to see what he's eating i can get behind poop yeah it turns out he's doing great he's got a very diverse diet um so he's doing great we love that awesome (laughs) just a very silly story but that was a recent update um was just published about him so great very good we love him um so with that we're gonna get into the content of this episode which as we alluded to earlier, um, did you know that April is National Frog Month? I learned that um, f- from my calendar, and then I relearned it when you reminded me today. <laughs> Perfect. Well, good news. It's National Frog Month. Um, so we're going to talk about a bunch of amphibians, mostly frogs. Um, but, you know, herps are cool. They don't get enough respect. So no. we're going to talk about them. Um, the first one that we're going to talk about was suggested to us by Kenzie. Um, which is the Hellbender Salamander. They're very good. They're so beefy. I just... <laughs> like, why does a salamander need to be this large, you know? Because he's got beef. I guess. Okay, well, they're the largest salamander in North America. Uh, are endemic to the East and Central United States. Um, they're very weird. So they, when they're little babies, they use gills. And then when they... Metamorphosis... 
They get lungs, okay, but turns out they don't really use those lungs that much. Um, they use kind of like an axolotl where they have like uh, gill-ish things coming out the sides. Um, they have cutaneous gas exchange, which just means gas exchange through their skin um, for respiration, which is very weird. Why, why do you do that, hellbender salamander? Life is hard sometimes, and so you just got to... Gotta you gotta that. just breathe through your skin, I guess. Yeah, but um, some, well, a so, lot of amphibians do that, though. That's not like a. That's true, but they're just weird little dudes. Um, if you Google a picture of them, you'll be like, "Wow, this is in fact a weird little dude." I mean, but he's quite large, so maybe a weird large dude. Um, they are listed as near threatened um, in many areas. Um, they were like taken for sport, for food, for God Ew. knows what. Um, I'm sorry. I feel like a salamander's isn't a good snack. I I don't make the rules. Um, <laughs> so this was probably the best thing I found about hellbender salamanders, and that is um, directly from the Missouri Department of Conservation. Um, I 100 is... thought you said Missouri Department of Conservation. <laughs> no, Missouri, like state okay. Missouri. Okay. Um, it's a theory on how they got their name. Um, so it says one theory claims the hellbender was named by settlers who thought it was a creature from hell where it was bent on returning. (laughs) Another rendition says the undulating skin of a hellbender reminded observers of the horrible tortures of the infernal regions. And then the Missouri Department of Conservation goes on to say, in reality, it's a harmless aquatic salamander. That poor guy. I know. Well, and okay, would you like to hear its other common names? <laughs> yes. Okay, other names include the snot otter, lasagna lizard, okay. devil dog, mud devil. Did you say nipple dog? Devil dog and devil mud dog. devil. And mud devil. Okay. Uh, Grampus, like Krampus, but Grampus. Um, <laughs> Grandpa Krampus. <laughs> Allegheny alligator, mud dog water dog and lavarian water newt wow um, those are some names i mean the lasagna lizard i kind of get but they I really think do look lasagna noodly they do but snot otter i think is my favorite <laughs> they're so oh silly. my gosh okay okay i just found when i'm google imaging this you can come up with your hellbender nickname Oh. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. So your birthday month is? October. And your favorite color is? Blue. So yours is March Urchin. Ooh. All right. March Urchin. March Urchin. I like it. All right. And then I was born in November. My favorite color is purple. So Blotch Devil. Ooh. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, I think Katie's October as well, right? Yeah. And then I think green. Green. Okay, so Katie, we're we're speculating wildly on favorite colors here. Yeah. Uh Katie would be Marsh Grampus. That's amazing. And then what's what's Kenzie's birthday? I don't know what Kenzie's favorite color is. I think it's purple. What's but her Kenzie birthday? uh August. August? Oh my god. Gunk Devil. Wow. That wins. Very special. Um, okay, so now that we've all got our hellbender names, um, we are a 9 to 15 inch salamander. Um, and so something cool about them is they are very niche specific. Um, they prefer to be found in areas in with fast moving water and large irregularly shaped 
intermittent rocks. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Yeah. So they are very specialized. And at the time, collectors could, like, identify them very easily. Like, every single rock in this perfect habitat would have a hellbender underneath it. And there were never two under the same rock, um, which helped scientists figure out that they're pretty solitary. Um, but that's fair, really... If there was only intermittent rocks, I also would not want to share. It's true. Um, that's really all I have about hellbenders. They're just a large lasagna noodle of a lizard. Uh, they're not even a lizard. A large lasagna noodle of a salamander. Um, Ugh, we love the snot otter. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> All right. Maybe we can repost this uh, this meme. It was from the Pennsylvania Commonwealth <laughs> Department, which is so funny to me. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I've got a funny one for you, Emily. Are you ready? I'm ready. Have you ever heard of a budgets frog? No. It's also called the hippo frog. Okay. It's also called the Freddy Krueger frog. Oh, I don't like that. So it's very flat. He's got bulgy eyes. He hangs out in the water. Is it ringing a bell yet? No. Well, it's the frog that's in the It's Wednesday, My Dudes meme. Oh, okay. Now I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. And that is all that I have on that. Uh, the only weird fact that I saw was that when they hibernate, they live in a sack of their own skin. I don't like that. I didn't like it either, but <laughs> it's the guy that gave us It's Wednesday, My Dudes, and so that was really important to me. <laughs> All right. Well, you thought you got the best frog. Well, I have the scariest frog in the entire world. Okay. All right. He's called the hairy frog. Oh, which I don't like him. I don't like him. I do not recommend you Google this. They're I did. scary it's looking. Bad. Okay. So you know what they do? These frogs... This is just disgusting. They break their own toes so that the bone sticks out like a claw. No! That's so gross. Why would you do that? Evolution. Can we figure out another way? Well, there's plenty of other ways. What this... Oh, no. Bad. Yeah. Well, and then when they're done doing whatever they need to do with their freaking bone claw, uh, it just, like, goes back to where it's supposed to be in the little wound heals. This is disgusting. Ah, Why do you do this? Why is this one not the Freddy Krueger frog? That's what I'm saying. Um, they're also known as horror frogs for Well, I wonder reason. why. And Or wolverine frogs because of the hair-like projections on their backs. Yeah, Blech. but he's not like breaking his bones to get his claw. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah, it's disgusting. I can't look they, at that one anymore. Yeah, I don't like them. Um, they live only in tropical and subtropical forests in Africa. Um, so, you know, if you're traveling over there, please watch out for the scariest frog that's ever existed. Oh, I hate him. Yeah. I've got got a much cuter one. Okay. Go for it. Have you ever heard of the desert rain frog? No. It's also called the Bullinger's short-headed frog or the web-footed frog, which kind of cracked me up because don't all frogs have... You know, I don't make the rules. I don't either. Um, it is... 2.4 2.4 inches long, which is baby. Small. small. Uh, it only weighs about half an ounce. That's very small. Very small. And it can live up to 15 years. That's a long time for a frog. For an amphibian, yeah. 
Um, it is small and it is plump and it's got bulging eyes and a little piece of clear skin that you can see its organs through. <laughs> what? Why does it have that? Well, it's like a glass frog. It's the same kind of deal. Just it just has the. That's so weird. Why do well, we do that? The weirdness doesn't stop. Oh. Uh, so they their limbs are very short and so they don't hop. They just walk. Oh, okay. Very sweet. Cannot hop. Uh, they also don't do any tadpoling. Oh, okay. So they go when they hatch. They be they are just a froglet. They have no tadpole stage. Oh, that's so weird. Now their their main claim to fame is my favorite part about them. Okay. And that is that they sound like a squeaky toy. Excuse me. So you have your headphones in, right? So I Ellie do. I'm ready. she's gonna freak out. It's true. So this is a clip from um, the BBC, and this is well, are you, are you, I don't know if you're ready, but we're going to do it anyway. Here we go. Like this desert rain frog. Oh my goodness. Isn't it so cute? It's literally a squeaky toy. It's just a little squeaky toy, and there's some really cool clips online of them just like screaming with their squeak, and it's very good. Where can I find this adorable small frog? Um, he is only found on a strip of beach slash sand dunes in Namibia and South Africa. It is less than six miles wide, and their total range is less than 770 square miles. What the heck? They just live in this little tiny like desert dunes area. Can I go get one? Can I make it my friend? I don't think you should, um, because... It's, I don't think it'd be a good... Frogs aren't the best pets. That's true. In general, just because they're kind of finicky. Um, and also, this one's got kind of some weird needs that are hard for us to fulfill as humans. Okay. Because they don't hang out in water. Why do they not do that? They are a frog. But they're a desert frog. That doesn't make sense to me. It does so not in, compute. So instead, they get all of their moisture because the area gets really, really foggy. Oh, so they're like little cloud absorbers. They're little cloudy frogs. That's fun. I like that. I The more I learn about them, the more I like them because they look kind of like ang angry old men. <laughs> <laughs> but then they sound like a squeaky toy. That's amazing. So very good. Um, they also live in burrows. So during the day, they're like, I don't want to be in the desert sunshine, which me neither, buddy. So they they dig little tiny burrows, and at night they come out to scream and eat bugs. I mean, that's pretty relatable. It is. It's a good time. Um, and of course, they're not uh, doing super great. They are near threatened. Oh. Partially because like they don't live in that much space. Yeah. Right. So that's that's problem number one. But then number two is actually habitat loss from diamond mining. Oh. So that's an area in Africa where there's a lot of diamond mining happening. Okay. Um, but luckily there's an easy solution. Get lab-grown diamonds instead. Or yes, very good. Or get diamonds that have already been used in other jewelry. That's what I have. I was say, me too. We both have engagement rings that are diamonds from our fiancé slash husband's grandmothers, I think. Yep. Yep. You so, got it. Do that instead because it is much better for the environment and we need these frogs around because we need them. Because they're so cute and they make squeaky noises. They sound like a squeaky toy. And so if you don't good. like that, I don't know 
what more we can do for you. So, um, well, I have another cute frog. Is it cute or is it cursed? No, it's cute. This one's okay. actually cute. You can Google them. They're very cute and adorable. I'm ready. Um, this one is called the Wallace's Fro- Flying Frog. That's hard to say. Wallace's Flying Frog. Um, they have oh! little... I told you. I told you they're Why cute. Why does he look like a bat? He's like a little baby bat frog. Bat I love him. Frog. Um, they have very big webbing between their toes. So when they jump from tree to tree... Um, they can use them as little, like, mini parachute gliders, which is adorable. Um, they can go up to 50 meters. What? Yeah, from no. tree to tree. Yeah, that's what it says. I'm I'm reading it right off the internet where everything is true, Abby. Come on. Oh, well, you know, I did also find um, another search you can make that is flying frog with wings. Oh, no. I, this one does not have wings. He just has little fun toes. Well, there's a Shutterstock photo that says different. <laughs> Um, it's actually well, a it looks like it's just a green tree frog with cicada wings stuck to it thanks I hate it <laughs> um, so back to the cutest frog on earth uh, the Wallace's flying frog um, they are found in Indonesia, Borneo and Sumatra um, they have also little oversized toe pads so that they have like a nice little cushiony landing um, and Wikipedia you know the most um, reputable source called them quote one of the most photogenic frog species not end wrong. quote and i have to agree did you see the picture that i put <laughs> oh my lord that's my that's we should have talked about this one because it is my favorite species of frog are red-eyed tree frogs but maybe we can save it for a different episode isn't that like the rainforest cafe frog it is but there was a book that my mom got me when i was little called red-eyed tree frog and I think it's what kind of, like, one of those, it's, like, that's up there with Zabumafu with, like, getting me into animals. Oh, I, I just remember it's, it's, like, a picture book with all kinds of photographs of these red-eyed tree frogs. They're super cool. And I just love them. So, another Very time. Good. we will Another time. Maybe we'll do story time with Abby and I'll read the book. Who knows? There you go. Um, I think that's all of the frogs we wanted to share today. Yeah, just a little mini-sode for ya. Um, you got some conservation messages for us, Abby? I mean, we talk about frogs. We can't not talk about conservation. It's um, true. Frogs and amphibians, because we did talk about hellbenders, are excellent what we call indicator species, which I, which I believe we've covered before, but I will reiterate yeah. what it means. Um, it An indicator species is any animal or plant, really, any living thing that can help us figure out how healthy an ecosystem is. So either through how many are dying, how many are mutated, or how many are just around can indicate if an ecosystem is thriving or if it is in trouble, and then it can help us pinpoint what's going on. Um, And part of the reason for that is that amphibians have permeable skin, which means that they can breathe and drink through their skin. We used to joke at nature camp that you could pour a buck, if you were a frog, you would just pour a bottle of water on your stomach to drink that seems effective. I mean, it works for them. It's great. It'd be awesome. Um, but it unfortunately also means they're really susceptible to toxins in the environment. So oh. any kind of chemicals or pesticides can really, really affect frogs and other amphibians. So the solution is try to use more organic or natural pesticides um, and then only use what you need. Don't use too much of them because that can cause problems as well, even if they are organic. So 
there's there is such thing as too much of a good thing the best thing to do is use what you need and not more that's part of our however many r's exist how many r's are there now seven i think it's six or seven six or seven r's anyway the reduce reuse cycle reduces number one so use what you need or be like me and don't use any kind of chemicals on your lawn because you just don't care enough it's true and we we love to see a natural lawn yeah um, my neighbors i'm looking at their lawn right now have little wildflowers all over it and it's so pretty oh and there's a little bee out there helping them out so Maybe next year I'll just spread wildflowers instead and just be like, that's it. That's what we're doing. Very good. Very good. Um, Another thing is, as we discussed, frogs may or may not be good pets. So do your research first because they are finicky. They need a certain amount of moisture depending on what type they are. They need certain temperatures depending on what type they are. Uh, And we don't want to take them out of the wild because pet trade is a problem for literally everything. Except for the domestic animals that have been made to be pets yeah like this ellie who is up in my business right now or like the izumi who is nowhere to be found i'm sure (laughs) causing problems somewhere my goodness um another thing so for those who don't know there is something you can do called herping which is when you go outside and look for herps which are reptiles and amphibians this can be very fun but you have to be a good herper and a kind herper this is a problem that a lot of people have um, in the herpetology community, if you are going out herping and looking for things, don't go disturbing. If you're going herping, don't go disturbing. You have to be a kind herper. Put everything back exactly as you found it. So if you turn over a log, look pretty quick, and then put it back and leave the little friends alone. Don't make those stupid rock piles Ugh. that all the hippies think is like using nature. But actually, you're like disturbing and harming several environments all at one time so stop doing that the moral of the story is leave everything where you found it thank it's you called so much leave no trace which means easy peasy lemon squeezy just pack in what you pack out take any trash with you that you see and don't disturb anything and don't leave and don't bring in extra things which means don't take frogs and don't take rocks and leave everything out there because they need it more than we do what's it gonna do sit on my shelf like eh, who cares um, so those are my conservation conversations that I have. And now we have announcements, dun, dun, dun. which are the same as they were last week, which is you should subscribe to our show and rate us five stars and tell your friends. We don't do ads. <laughs> so you need to rate us five stars and tell your friends so that everybody knows about us because we're really cool and we're funny. And we think that more people should listen to our podcast. It's um, true. In addition, if you would like to help keep us ad free, so you don't have to hear about like I don't know, me undies and Casper mattress every time <laughs> we, we have an episode. Consider subscribing to us on Patreon for just $5 a month. You can become a beluga babe. It's true. And then you can get a sticker in the mail uh, and bonus episodes and learn about why Nemo was uh, maybe not the most accurate. Truly a great episode. It was very funny. I'm hoping next we can do Jungle Book because I, Ooh. as you've heard, me yell about over and over i have many issues with the jungle book it's true yeah uh also follow us on instagram and facebook at conservation queens podcast uh that's where we post all of our stuff and fun things if we see them and we like talking to you so also feel free to email us at conservation queens podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions want some advice about getting into the animal science or zoo field we would be happy to help you out uh so thank you so much for joining us everybody this week i know it was kind of short uh 
but Earth Week is a busy week for us in the zoo field, so crazy things are happening. But thank you. Go out there and stay sustainable. See you later. Bye. Oh, <laughs> oh,